this is the first podcast of 23. It's actually the first episode in season two. So the title of today's podcast is It's Great to Be in 23. Um, and I'm uh, joined by uh, Mr. Martin Pedler, who I'll allow to introduce himself, and Mr. PHR. So Martin, who are you? Hello, everybody. So I'm a, a sales manager here at City Fiber. And uh, Mr. PHR, what, what about yourself? Hello, everybody. I am head of products, brackets, business at City Fiber. Ah. Brilliant. Well, I really appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to, to having this chat today. Before we uh, go into into the actual podcast itself, I wouldn't mind doing a, a little icebreaker. So um, the icebreaker I thought about today was what was your New Year's resolution? And on day 24 of the new year, have you st- have you kept it up? I'll start with you, Martin. Go on. What was your New Year's resolution and are you still doing it? Oh, good grief. I, I'm not necessarily one for doing New Year's resolutions these days. I, I did start with that um, ethos a few years back, but realised that quite quickly I'm pretty pretty rubbish at keeping those uh, keeping those resolutions and sticking to them. But I, I, I try to do this a, a slightly different way these days, um, just by, I guess, looking at little habits that need to change. So I guess I'm tracking okay for the few things that I thought were going to be important to me this year, I guess. One of them is standing more. I sat a lot throughout the last two years. Uh, so I, w- I want to stand a little bit more and get a bit more active. There's no real commitment to a program. And then the second thing is Monday to Friday, no alcohol. And that's going didn't, all right so far. Didn't, didn't, you t- didn't you tell me you were going to get a stand-up desk? Uh, I am going to get a stand-up desk. It, it's it's not, I've not chosen yet. So uh, I've got myself a nice new chair for 23, which is awesome. But I'll help you sit down more then, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> If I am sitting down, I want to sit down in a nice comfy chair. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. I, d- I, I don't think I could do a stand-up desk. I don't think my back could take it. And it's supposed to be good for your back, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. My partner has one and it, right. it doesn't seem to work. Oh, awesome. And what about yourself? Nicely chimed in there. So what about yourself, Paul? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, last year, like Martin, I bought a certain brand of fitness watch. Other brands are available to do <laughs> the get up now prompt and it kind of stopped doing it so i kind of stopped doing it too so i'm with martin on this one um my new year's resolution for 23 was to read more by which i mean things that aren't on screen so Hmm. read more books uh and printed material because i do think it activates a different bit of your brain to reading stuff on screen and paul's life hack for reading more is the times literary supplement is what I start the day with and I aim to get through that and the New Statesman each week and that gives me a bit more breath rather than just being focused on screen. Yeah I, w- I would have thought you would have chosen the the um, product manual for um, <laughs> XGS POM or something as your chosen book to read. <laughs> anyway so let's uh, let's let's crack in so what what are our main uh, questions for today? So um, I think I think headline wise, I think same question to both of you. But what does 2023 have in store for City Fiber business? I think uh, starting with yourself, um, Martin, in terms from a, from a, a sales and account management perspective, what 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 what's your plans? There's still so much to to get cracking on with, but look for us, it's about ensuring that we consistently maintain great performance on our Ethernet services. You know, pick up the great work that we did throughout the last two years, just make sure the product is robust, that 
you know the fulfillment element to their better online journey and digital strategy around that so that that's critically important but i think more importantly it's it's the big year for us in terms of business fttp you know our team has a, a massive role to play in getting customers partners launched onto the new platform um, and giving them access to the the great footprint that we're now delivering to to the market to get those SME customers connected uh, to the city fiber infrastructure. So what I guess you, what, yeah. What do you what do you see us. as the as the largest opportunity then for partners um, with that product? You know, there, there's going to be two or three streams here, may, maybe even more. But I guess one of the largest will be the fact that you know BT is closing closing exchange infrastructure, um, and there is a program already acknowledged or uh, OpenReach has already pushed pushed uh, the names of the exchange that's going to close. And I think what we need to be doing is building plans around that closure program with our partners, you know, giving them every opportunity to get in there early and seize the, the first mover advantage in any particular region. And uh, Paul, from your perspective, what what um, let's see whether we're joined up between sales and product. What, what plans have you got? Oh, let's dangerous. Hope, let's hope they uh, <laughs> dovetail into what Martin's talked about. That's that's a great question, Andy. Yeah, we, you know, joking aside, we work very closely as a team. So I sat down at the beginning of the year with a detailed plan, and we had 250 working days to deliver 263 software features. So it's it's a full-on year for the team this year. City Fiber has done a grand job on the residential space, and 23 is very much the year for utilising that network for SMEs and business customers. So in line with your sales ambition, we are tweaking our offering in the FTTB space. So it's more accessible, um, covers more areas of the market. And also this is the year that we bring Ethernet across the full fiber network and extend our footprint across our cities um, quite significantly. And uh, I mean, this leads quite neatly into the into the second question I was going to, or topic I was going to talk about, which is what products have we got on the horizon for this year? And I know Martin and Paul, you've both mentioned business FTTP, but it's probably worth Paul going into a little bit of detail about the the, the uh, bandwidth and product availability that we'll have. Yeah, for sure. So when we started off on the FTTP journey, we aimed for one product. Um, that was simple for the channel to consume. And that was a gig product with a committed rate, 140, and with an eight business hour fixed time. So that's worked for us. Um, we've had some really good learnings from deploying that to the market. And we've seen over the last year, obviously, uh, budgets are tight, uh, economic conditions are tricky. And with the exchange closures, we think that we can take people straight from DSL or FTTC onto a fiber to the premise product at the same economics. So we've launched 160 meg variant of FTTP at a really attractive price point that should mean small businesses take advantage of the reliability of fiber without having to put their hand in their pocket for additional monthly rental costs. We are then taking the consumer product to market to have something that sits nicely in the middle of that portfolio. And then towards the back end of the year, we're leveraging the investment that we've made 
in a technology called XGSPON to offer multi-gig services to businesses. So a, a product a product range that sits um, across everything from from a sort of Soho SME all the way up to to an enterprise customer with our Ethernet yep. portfolio. Absolutely. Sounds sounds good to me. <laughs> um, and Martin, from from your perspective, it's really important, I think, that we we understand how as a channel we can work together to address this market opportunity so what 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 do you how do you see the sort of power of our partnerships and what does what does that mean to you yeah that's that's great because you know i can link that back to the work that we started last year where we started to talk to our partners in uh the engagement strategy we had when we ran some events um we took a whole bunch of partners to to mercedes world and we started to talk to them on the basis that we are only successful if our partners are successful. So we have to build plans and strategies around those partners. So you know, we cannot do this in isolation. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to have a view um, and give some thought leadership to, to the channel so that they can go and win. And I guess in, in that sense, everybody wins if they're successful, uh, them and us. So in terms of partner, Putting the partner first you know we have to get closer engagement make sure we understand what their strategies are for the year and really just ensure that you know the product set that paul's just talked about which i'm hugely excited about because it's you know the journey that we're going to take our partners on is that you know join us on our ftp journey for sure but the reality is at that point once you're on that infrastructure everything else just comes and gets built on in the future so if you do the development work once we just keep providing products and services onto that infrastructure. So it, it becomes nice and easy to consume and get value out of that platform for our partners. I, I guess that's a bit of a long-winded way of saying that partners are critically important for us, for sure. But we do need to understand their strategy. We do need to make sure that they they understand the benefits of this platform and, and how it can make them successful. Yeah, I mean that that um leads me into um I'm going off I'm going off piece now. So it started making me think about headwinds in 23 in terms of what what we see as the main challenges that are going to um sort of hinder biz, UK business in 2023. I know Paul whether you've got any any views on that. Um I, I mean just to kick that sort of conversation off from from, from my perspective I, I see lead to cash as, as a massive massively important i mean it's always been important to the channel right but never more so in terms of selling something and getting their money in um what 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 other things or topics or headwinds do you see affecting the uk channel and business in 23 i can probably tie that in with partnerships as well because when i think of partnerships you know i've been in the channel over a decade and i love working with the channel and our ability to respond to i mean we've we've seen it over the years andy shocks in the market so mm. it's not a surprise to us but partnership for my team is is wider than just our customers it's working with our technology suppliers to bring stuff to market that actually has business benefits so we're in constant dialogue with our vendors for example um, and that's a lot of what i do in terms of headwinds yes it's there's there's two ways to look at this there's what impacts us as a fibre provider and what impacts our channel partners. I think on the fibre provider space, we were canny last year because business is so often luck and timing and investment in capital has been locked in for City Fibre. So 
we have a plan we're executing and we've got the comfort of being fully funded to execute that plan i think anybody who was trying to start up in competition building fiber this year would find the capital market way more challenging and i can certainly foresee some consolidation in the space over the year um, but we are in a really good position to keep delivering which is great for our partners there's the general sort of economic malaise i think we are now bumping along only above russia in terms of growth in europe um, which is not a great place but i believe that our smes will ride that out and that's why we've tailored our portfolio to work with the budgets that people have the the other headwind which hasn't really been publicized is that the bt exchange closures the withdrawal of copper services is going to impact ordinary people and ordinary businesses and i think now's the time to start banging that drum within the channel because everybody for a long time thought oh, it'll never happen and a lot of years have passed since Oberidge announced this and it's still a thing so if there was ever a time to get off copper it's definitely now yeah i mean i i heard a crazy stat that even even today there's still people on black and white televisions <laughs> um <laughs> so if you if you think about how long it took for that digital switch off from a tv perspective um then we're, we're going to follow a similar trend line i'm sure i think the the only difference that i've noted so far is the government intervention we don't seem to have a government intervention that's really pushing and making public uh, aware of um, the copper switch off on an exchange by exchange basis and I think when the when the digital switch off occurred in the TV market that happened it was it was led by government wasn't it if you remember there was a lot of public announcements on TV letters through your door except saying you, you're going to need to switch to digital aerials um, and I, I feel like in order for this to gain momentum and um, support the end user market then I think that awareness needs to be generated not just by industry ourselves but also by by the government um one of our um taglines or one of our values as a business is to be more challenger um something which i think um well obviously uh, talk, talking from my perspective and biased i think we're quite good at um but um answers on the postcard if you think we could do better but i think um we've launched a number of uh, of promotions recently martin um, and the, the problem with running a podcast with salespeople on it is the fact we're always going to talk about deals, right? So yeah. is it is it worth um, re refreshing our listeners on what our current promotions are? I think this is this has been a great area. And we, we started to push this through the back end of last year and that, that with, with some fairly significant success. And I think you were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, leads cash initiatives. If I could just sort of go back to that a little bit before we go on to the sort of incentives, because for me, that's, this is really interesting and I think we as a business we're pushing very hard on that door of enabling our, our partners and channel to 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 get their cash through the door quicker obviously in a world where we're all based on sort of the, the standard ethernet products that we know and love we talk about the whaleys and whaleys typically being a barrier to getting cash through the door quickly because it involves all sorts of logistical and practical issues of getting uh, getting a service to site in a world where we build the network to the door all of that sort of way leave challenge uh, disappears. And, and in the future, then, when you've got a, a, a platform that uh, you're selling FTTP and Ethernet services on in the future, you no longer have this sort of, you know, 60, 90 day lead time 
for services before you can actually get your cash through the door and your customers paying. So I think that's just a very key thing to think about in the future when you're buying services from City Fibre. We will be on that sort of trajectory of sort of a, a, a 10 to 20 day lead time rather than a 60 to, to 90 day lead time, which I, I guess is an awesome position to be in. But I guess in, in terms of the here and now and sort of the promos that are out there, the, the permission to work form, which is something that we pushed heavily, um, which gives um, gives us the ability to to continue work and get services to to a a, a site in a much quicker time. Uh, we we continue to work with our partners to ensure that we can get that into their processes so that we can get the services delivered more quickly. So that's that's one. Um, and we've got a series of price promotions out there in the market where we talk about 12 month pricing, um, you know, removing the barriers to sort of longer term contracts. Um, we've got the flex program as well, which talks about, you know, our flex service, which gives you double the amount of speed for the same price as 100 meg is, is another promotion we, we continue to push and, and will do until I think uh, until the end of March. Yeah, there's a, a few things for me there as well. Um, in terms of permission to work, um, I, and I think you've heard me say this before internally, I think that for me is one of the most important products or, or promotions we've got in the market right now. Because, as I said, it, it drastically reduces uh, lead to ga- cash. So some examples I've seen recently, I've seen category four orders. And as we all know, having you know all of us that have worked in the industry a long time, category four is typically no go <laughs> most of the time. Um, and we've seen those delivered for less than, I think, 57 days was, was what I saw yesterday. So, I mean, that is a significant redu- reduction. And the other thing to, to note on it is not just about lead to cash, but it's also about cutting way leaves out, as we touched on before, and and looking at pre-install cancellation rates, both here at City Fibre yeah. and in other organisations I've worked for, not naming anyone, uh, but you can look at my LinkedIn profile, see where I've worked. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, the biggest reason for those pre-install cancellations was way leave and delays to delivery. So by cutting out the way leave process and gr- drastically reducing that delay, will will not only give lead to cash, but will also cut out the cancellation, which causes disruption for everybody involved in the process and the chain. So um, for me, I uh, as you know, I talk about it pretty much daily, and I want to continue to make sure all our partners can take advantage of that, both from a customer service and experience point of view in an Ethernet market, which has always been measured on that, you know, very much on a delayed basis, um, and as being the absolute leading provider in that space in terms of time, time to deliver. But also in terms of, you know, that means you're getting the customer build quicker and getting your money in faster, um, which is also important in this economic climate. Um, Mr. HR, I know that, um, I mean, pricing is held by our product colleagues in City Fibre. So um, is there any other promotions, any other ideas on the horizon? Um, putting you on the spot there, but um, what, yeah, what, 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 what's your view? No, I like being put on the spot, Andy. Um, <laughs> so it's it's no great surprise that we monitor pricing in the market continually and every fortnight we review so i expect anything that happens in the market we will be leading uh, or certainly responding to anybody else's moves it's worth noting that other people in the market have put their prices up which mm. means we are even better value already than previously so Yep, good. Never beaten on price, but if other people are putting the prices up, it makes our life a lot easier as well. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> which which is always good. Uh, so I think I mean that that draws us uh, towards the end um, of of this particular uh, podcast. Um, I am aware that we have got a follow up podcast. Um, I believe it's on permission to work, but it's going into that process um, and understanding the reasons behind um, w- what we're doing and why we're doing it in more detail. So that that is the, ne- the second instalment we have. So I'm looking forward to that one myself. But I just thought I'd um, I'd leave this as an opportunity for Martin for you to, to to leave a parting comment in terms of how you see 23 panning out. And the same question to you, Paul. Yeah. Well, I'm. As the the title of this is, it's you know it's great to be in 23. I I absolutely firmly believe that. Um, it's it's going to be a great year for us, Andy. I I I remain hugely positive and buoyant about what we're doing in the market and how our partners are responding and working with us to, I guess, capture that market that we're bringing to them. That the 90 percent of that sort of mass market that we can't get on standard Ethernet products. So. Look, yeah, we've got a lot of work to do, but we've got great customers that that love working with City Fiber. They've bought into our journey, and uh, yeah, I really look forward to getting stuck in in 23. I'm just excited to release all the way through the year a series of increasingly disruptive um, and exciting products for the channel. It's going to be a huge year for business this year. Awesome, couldn't echo that more, guys. And I really appreciate your time. And uh, I think that's a wrap. Excellent. Thanks, Andy. Cheers.